Hi, this is Alana Terry, and you are listening to Season 6 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. The audiobook for this season was voted on by our Patreon community at patreon.com slash Terry, where for as little as $3 a month, you can get free ebooks and audiobooks, and all the money that we raise is being donated to Liberty in North Korea and their Underground Railroad for Refugees. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is being sponsored by my newest thriller, Save Me Once, which is the story of a mother trying to bring home her lost little girl. And today, our Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook that we're listening to is Frost Heaves, an Alaskan refuge Christian suspense novel by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. I hope you enjoy it. Chapter 44 No, Mama, it's a Christmas party, so you have to wear red. But I think this black dress makes me look skinnier. Des scrunched up her face. Why would you want to look skinnier? It's just what people do when they get to be old, like, oh, never mind. So you really think the red one's nicer? She held up the dress on the hanger. Des nodded. Uh Uh-huh, it's more like a party. The black one would just make you look like... She cocked her head to the side and considered. Like a lump of coal. Well, thank you very much, Miss Fashionista. She shrugged. It's what I'm here for. Well, you go scram now so I can get dressed. And you better have all those new toys off the floor by the time I come out, or I'm taking them away for two whole weeks. Got that? Okay. Des jumped off the bed and scrambled down the hall. Jade shut the door and eyed both dresses one more time. She didn't want to wear the red one. She hadn't even asked Ben how fancy tonight was supposed to be. The black dress was simple and elegant. If she wore the red, everyone would think she was trying to stand out, like Rudolph's nose or a giant pimple. Well, maybe after all she'd gone through, there was nothing wrong with standing out. At least not a little, and she did have a pair of heels that would go great with it. Jade squeezed into the red dress, the one she'd bought herself two years ago as an incentive to lose weight. She'd never lost the pounds, but she managed to zip it up with a little help from her daughter. Jade had just finished applying her makeup when someone knocked on the door. I'll get it, Des called from the other room. Jade sprinted to intercept her. For all the danger she'd been in, Des didn't seem to have a single scared bone in her body. Her carefree recklessness made Jade nervous. She glanced out the window, saw Ben in his trooper uniform looking crisp and clean, and opened the door. Hello. He stepped in, and a blush settled on his pale cheeks. For a minute, it looked like he didn't know if he was supposed to give her a hug, kiss her cheek, or stretch out his hand for a hearty shake. Jade took a step back, hoping to save him his dignity. You look nice, he finally said. You're supposed to tell her she looks beautiful, Des announced. Jade gave her daughter a warning look. You ladies ready? Ben asked, holding the door open. Yep. Jade answered, just let me close up and we'll be right out. Jade checked the lock twice, glanced at herself one last time in the small mirror, and followed Ben out the door toward his car.
Chapter 45 It was stupid for Jade to leave home with nothing but her shawl to keep her warm. Even in the community hall, she shivered each time someone new came in, bringing icy gusts of freezing air with them. When she agreed to attend Ben's Christmas party with him, she'd failed to consider that most of the people he worked with had been actively involved in her daughter's search. Between congratulations, well wishes, and questions about Des, Jade hardly got a chance to talk with Ben before dinner was served. The meal was delicious, a no-expense-spared ordeal that Ben and the others dug into with gusto. Jade took small bites, wishing she had stayed home tonight. Even when she walked Des into the church to drop her off at her Christmas play rehearsal, Jade tried changing plans, tempting her daughter with promises of ice cream and hot chocolate both. Des would hear nothing of it. Jade didn't feel right being separated. After all both of them had gone through, they needed each other. At least Jade needed her daughter. You okay? Ben asked as couples started to get up from the table to enjoy some music. I was going to ask you if you'd like to dance, but I'm a little scared of those heels you're wearing. Jade tried to match his smile. It wasn't his fault that tonight had been a bust. He'd certainly tried to make everything perfect, from the small bottle of somewhat generic perfume he gave her in the car to arranging for Aisha to babysit after Dez's play practice was done. Did you eat too much dinner? Ben asked. I know I did. Jade sighed. She'd gotten herself all made up, hoping to make a good impression on Ben and his co-workers. All that to realize she couldn't pretend to be anything other than what she was. And right now, she was a worried mom who was anxious about her daughter. And her feet were killing her. I'm sorry. She searched Ben's eyes. Did he understand? Everything's been great, and dinner was really nice. But I can't stop worrying about Des. I really shouldn't have agreed to leave her tonight. It's too soon. She watched his expression for signs of disappointment. He smiled gently, then nodded. That makes sense. I'm sorry. She reached out and touched the sleeve of his shirt. It was a small gesture, but felt somehow intimate. Don't be. I'm glad you invited me. And maybe if things hadn't just happened like they did. I understand. Should we call it a night? If you want to stay here, I can call Aisha. I'm sure she wouldn't mind picking me up. Don't be silly. We'll go pick up Des, and then I'll take you both back to your place. Thank you, Ben. She held his gaze for a quiet moment. His sad, almost tired expression softened into a smile. Don't mention it. That's what friends are for. Chapter 46 So, where are we going? Ben asked as they rolled out of the parking lot. Behind them, Jade could still hear the sound of the Christmas music blaring out the community hall windows. I don't know if Des is still at the church or not. Let me give Aisha a text. She opened her purse. Uh-oh. What's the matter? I left my phone at home. Well, there's the church up ahead. I don't see any lights on, do you? No, they must be finished. 
do you mind swinging by Aisha's house? Of course not. It's about two miles up the glen. You turn at the first stop after the clinic. I can do that. Jade tried to think of something else to say. She'd already apologized for ending the night so early, but even though he'd been gracious about it, she still didn't think she'd told Ben everything. Like how she hoped he'd give her another chance soon. Was this going to be life from now on? Was she always going to be this nervous, unable to spend ten or twenty minutes away from her daughter without breaking into a cold sweat and heart palpitations? How did you just pick up after something like this and make life go back to normal? Ben turned onto Aisha's road, and Jade directed him toward her friend's driveway. He pulled in, and Jade unbuckled her seatbelt. I'll be back in just a minute. I'll be here waiting. Something in his tone caught her off guard. She turned to look, fully expecting to see something different. But there was that same kind and open expression, the gentle smile he probably gave to everyone. Be right back she repeated, and shut the car door behind her. If it hadn't been for her ridiculous heels and the fear that Ben might be watching her, she would have run. Even though she'd tried to stay composed, she'd been trembling on the ride over here, and now that she was so close to her daughter, she wanted nothing but to find Des and crush her in a strong bear hug. She knocked on Aisha's door and stood shivering in the cold. Jade? Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't text. I left my phone at home. We decided to call it an early night. How's Des been? Jade had been so relieved at the thought of having her daughter back with her, it took a few seconds to recognize the confused expression on Aisha's face. When it sunk in, her racing pulse stopped, crashed to a halt. What's wrong? Aisha shook her head. Nothing. Did Ben drive you over? Yeah, why? Aisha twisted the bracelet she was wearing and kept her voice low. I wanted to talk to you about something while you're here. I can drive you home in a little bit if that's okay with you. Jade studied her friend. Sure. Did Des get into trouble? Aisha winced. No, nothing like that. Could you just let Ben know I'll take you home in a bit? Sure. Jade paused before turning around, trying to guess what Aisha wanted to say. Ben rolled down his window as she approached his side of the car. I'm going to hang out here for a while and grab a ride home later with Aisha, she told him. Everything okay? She nodded, trying to believe it was true. Yeah, we just haven't had a chance to talk through everything yet. She's a pretty good friend, just wanted to have a little girl time. At least that's what Jade hoped was going on. Ben nodded. All right, tell Des goodnight for me. I will. And thanks for everything. The dinner, the party, the perfume. I... She stopped herself. She couldn't really say, I had a great time. He'd know that wasn't true. I hope we get to do something like this again soon. Ben smiled. Me too. She figured he'd say something like that, just to be polite. Tonight might have been the worst date he'd ever been on, but at least he wasn't making this any harder on her. 
She paused in the driveway, wondering if there was anything more to say. Well, good night, she finally offered. Good night. She walked slowly back up to Aisha's front door, listening to the sound of his tires rolling back down the driveway. Jade stepped up to the porch and let herself in. The first thing she saw was her friend lying on the floor. The next thing she saw was Sapphire holding a knife up to her daughter's throat. Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. You've been listening to Frost Heaves by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. Today's episode is sponsored by my newest Christian thriller, Save Me Once, about a mother's courageous attempts to do everything in her power to rescue her daughter from a life on the streets. Again, that is Save Me Once by Alana Terry. And I hope you join us again soon for our next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast.